This is episode 609 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, April 1st, 2019. I am your host, Mark Krishnez, or am I? Who knows? It's April Fool's Day. Have I been Mark Krishnez this whole time, or have I been someone else? Is Krishnez my real name, or is it Christopher? I don't know. I do know. Uh, given the date, I don't have any news to talk about because all the news today is garbage people being funny and whatnot some games are having fun events to go along with the holiday i guess i guess this is a holiday i just think it's a stupid day that i hate uh but uh yeah that's having uh, the most exciting bit of fools related news that i saw was rainbow six siege having an event for eight days i believe where it's gotten very colorful in the game and there are unicorns or unicorn outfits i don't know it's it's gotten crazy and i guess rabbits have joined for honor for a little bit of time too so that kind of stuff is funny when these ongoing games just have a bit of fun with it as opposed to places having fake news stories uh which are so clearly fake and therefore not funny they're just a waste of space and a waste of everyone's time. For instance, Slick Deals, which is a site that, you know, uh, crowdsources deals and what have you. They have a fake streaming service called Slipstream, which is, of course, fake. And all the movies they list on there that they currently have have to do with money. And it's so funny. No, it's not. But... I do have some games to talk about. Of course, I've played plenty of Apex Legends. But I also played some Generation Zero, which is the latest game from Avalanche Studios, the, the same studio behind Just Cause series, uh, Mad Max, working on Rage 2, and uh, The Hunter called the Wild. And that last game that I mentioned is... A funny one because when I was playing it, I forgot it was made by Avalanche Studios. And while playing it, I thought to myself, this looks a lot like the Hunter, that hunting game I played last year. It, it looks an awful lot like that. And then I come to find out, made by the same studio. And, and Generation Zero takes place in Sweden in the 80s. It's a post-apocalyptic version of the 80s, I guess. Uh, after World War II, Sweden decided to put a lot of money into the, their military and security and defenses and all that and preparing civilians for the the potential of another attack of some sort or what have you. And the game starts off with you coming back from, I guess, a vacation and your boat is attacked. It's blown up with a few of your buddies and then you start off on this little island and go about collecting some resources in the tutorial that teaches you how to do this and that. The very, very brief tutorial. And then you're set off into the world to do what? Who the fuck knows? There is really no guiding hand in the game. No narrative that is pulling you through. And I found myself the entire time wondering why the hell I was bothering with any of the things I was doing. I'm collecting resources because 
that's what there is to do. You'll come across robots that you can sneak by or attack. You can take them on one on one, not too. Uh, that's that's not too much of a problem. If there are two, that's still manageable. But if you are surrounded by four or so, it becomes a bit of a, a nightmare, and you take damage quickly. They all seem to have automatic weapons. I've only come across the Seeker robots so far, which are these dog-like creatures that can spot you from very far away and track you from very far away, which is a bit annoying. You, you start off the game, too, creating your own character with a very limited uh, character customizer, which is basically just here. Here are a few skin tones, a few different faces, and then a few preset character outfits with two versions apiece. Uh, and of course, the you can change the sex if you want. But in my time, I just I don't I don't see the point of it. I, I've come across a few buildings and I've went through them. I've collected resources. I even collect newspapers, which I assume have some kind of information in them. But I find nowhere in the menus to read them. And maybe it's that I'm collecting the same newspaper and I've already gotten that information but even if that's the case i still don't know where to read the newspaper that i've collected i can collect it i can pick it up i don't know how the fuck to read it which is frustrating and it is i guess a procedural world and people can come in if you have the multiplayer turned on so that anyone can join whenever they feel like it i think up to three other players so a total of four on a map at any given time at no point did I run into another player, which I think is to be expected, uh, given how small the, the player base probably is on Xbox One. That's where I'm playing at, uh, on Xbox One. And it it just feels like an unfinished game. It feels like this was part of some game jam. And they had a bunch of people from the studio throwing together games, using assets from previously made games uh, which makes it you know very uh funny that i thought of the hunter and then realized it was the same studio because i'm assuming a lot from the hunter was put into this game and instead of having animals they just remove the animals put in these robot animal type creatures and then some buildings with shit you can collect and then they said hey should we put more into it? Maybe. And they just didn't work anymore. I There is a solid foundation here. It's also buggy. I'll get to that. But the idea of the game and all that is solid. It's a you know decent little survival type of thing. And it plays alright. But it doesn't feel like much was built upon the foundation in the time however long it's been in development since it was first put together because it just it feels very empty it makes fallout 76 feel like fallout 3 or vegas or whatever. like it, it makes fallout 76 feel so full of life and things to do and that is saying a lot because fallout 76 feels pretty empty but in Generation Zero, if no other players are in your, your game, you're just going to run into these robots. There are no other people, as far as I can say, 
the one mission I did that I found in the world, because there are a few that you just continue on as you're playing through the tutorial, and then you finish that, then it's like, go find another place, which was frustrating because I got to the church where it wanted me to search, and then I searched all around it, and I was missing one thing, so I couldn't complete that mission. I still haven't. I don't know where that one missing thing is. It's not guiding me to it or anything. But also in the church, there was a second mission for finding a gun. You get a note that says, hey, I, I left the gun in this hidden place that only we remember. And then the mission is to find this hidden place. And the thing about that mission is that the hidden place is just at the top of the church where the bell is. You just go up the stairs and the gun is like sitting on a chair with another note by it. Mission completed. Get your XP. Alright. That is just such a lazy mission. It's not even a hidden. It's just up by the bell. I thought maybe I would have to look around the church and see if I saw any type of painting or some kind of bit of the wall that seems like it's a little different and I can open it or, or what have you. But that wasn't the case at all. Uh, it is a bit buggy. It, it seems to run fine. Had no connection issues. Of course, nobody connected to my game, so what does that matter? But I did notice that the, the robots can get through walls. They can't, they can't completely walk through them, but they can spot you through walls. If they're searching an area and they get it right up against a wall, they can stick their head and parts of their bodies through the walls. They weren't able to attack me. They tried to, but they would keep peering in. They would get their head in, and then they would see me, spot me, and get enraged, try to attack me. Then they would back off, cool down a little bit, come back up to the wall, then see me again, and then just keep repeating this cycle. And that happened to me multiple times, which was a bit frustrating. There's an abundance of resources, which is nice. And you don't have to worry about uh, food, hunger, thirst, sleep, uh, etc. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So in terms of survival games and having to worry about a, a bunch of systems in that sense, it's not a problem. And the resources are plentiful. The, the menu navigation is cumbersome, and being that it's this online world where anyone can jump in at any time, you can't pause the game. So if you're going to mess around with the menus, which are clunky to navigate, and can take some time, uh, you're going to want to make sure that you're in a safe space. But as it stands, it's hard to recommend. And when I, when I say it's hard to recommend, I mean I do not recommend picking up the game as it currently is. Because I think it's 40 bucks, which is a lot to ask for a game that is so empty, so lacking in any kind of community, uh, at least that's how it seems, on Xbox One, at least. Maybe it's different on PC, I don't know. But there's just so little to do. The world seems pretty big. When I zoomed out and looked at the map, it seemed like a pretty big world, but I don't see what there is to do in it from the time I've put into it other than go here, loot this house, then make it a safe house or whatever so that you can fast travel there, which it, that just happens automatically, 
so you'll be able to fast travel there. Then move on to the next house or church or whatever it is. And that seems to be the entirety of the game. You'll run into robots along the way, different kinds. There are some really big ones I've seen, but not in my playtime, but I've seen in just stills and what have you. I've said what have you at least three times already, which is ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it's disappointing. It does look good, which isn't surprising because I, I thought the Hunter looked really good. Uh, not to keep comparing it to the Hunter, but the Hunter would be a game I'd, I'd recommend way more. Uh, but at the same time, I like hunting games, and that's what it's all about. And it does that pretty well, and it looks great, which is rare for hunting games. And I believe that has online co-op as well. Uh, but yeah. Will they add a significant amount of more content in the near future? I have no idea. I don't know what the roadmap is like, but I, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. Because I look at the game, I play it, and I think the, the foundation is here. Shooting feels alright. It doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel amazing or anything, but it feels alright. I, I don't have a problem with the shooting. The one part of the controls I find finicky is interacting with objects. Like closing doors, picking up objects, what have you. <laughs> I did it again. Am I doing this on purpose now? Am I subconsciously just trying to be a dick to myself? But interacting with objects can be real finicky and it can be very pixel perfect in an annoying way, especially opening and closing doors. That is the most frustrating thing, because I'll go into a house and I'll want to close the door so that robots won't be able to see in and see me, and then I have to get it exactly perfect, and it's just annoying as hell. I wish I could just highlight the door or something, instead of having to like get into this tiny little circle. Um, but yeah, that's Generation Zero. Uh, I'm playing on Xbox One, it's also on PC, and I'm assuming PS4, uh, and I do not recommend it as it currently stands. If it sees any big changes in the future, I will be sure to let you know if it's worth giving a go. Other than that, playing more Apex Legends, I think I'm around 40 wins overall now. I am one level shy of reaching the max level, and I'm at about level 36 or so with in terms of the battle pass. Really loving the game. I still... I This is petty of me, and not good of me, but I will admit it anyway. When I hear someone on their mic either giving me shit, or the other player shit, or complaining about anything, whether it's the fact that they see in the thing that I or the other player got a, a level 2 or level 3 armor... And they're like, no, that man, that shit should be mine. Like they feel so entitled to all the best loot and all that kind of crap. I actively start playing in a way just to to piss them off. I will be overly aggressive in the dumbest ways. I will ignore them. Uh, if I'm lifeline, I won't heal them. Uh, I, I will just treat them the way they deserve to be treated in my opinion i also have come to kind of hate octane 
because it's brought about a play style and suits a type of player who is so loot hungry and cares only about getting all the loot right away so they will just sprint through everything and grab whatever they can uh, in the very beginning of the game which is annoying uh, I, I get annoyed when players will just take I, I just don't like selfish players it really bothers me but uh, overall I still love the game of course and I still play it every night you know, depending on the night, I might play it just a smidgen, or, or I might play it a bunch. Uh, so yeah, and then I think because Resident Evil 2 is on sale at Best Buy for 40 bucks, and since I still have my Gamer Gamers Club unlocked, I can get it for 32. I think what I'm gonna do with Attack the Backlog is play Tacoma, so I can get that out there and be have an episode locked up early and just have somewhat of a small cushion then play through resident evil one the remake so that i can get ready to play resident evil 2 because i have been dying to play that ever since the demo i love that demo so much as i said when it originally came out and i'm excited to finally get around to playing it but i do want to play resident evil one first just whatever i want to i want to go through those games though I'm going to hold out on continuing after 2 for a hopeful Resident Evil 3 remake. Because that's the only one that's not readily available on current platforms that I know of. Uh, I, you can play it on PS3 as a PS1 classic, I believe, but not on the PS4. I don't think those work on the PS4. It also works on the Vita, I guess, but... I'd like to hold out for another remake since they did such a fantastic job with Resident Evil 2. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it though, game-wise. Movies, uh, I watched a good amount of stuff. I forgot to talk about Aquaman an episode or two ago. I watched maybe an hour and 15 minutes of that in four separate chunks, and I just could not stand it. I think Jason Momoa, or whatever his name is, is a fine Aquaman, but the script is garbage, and it's just such a dumbass movie. The villain, I don't know if that's his actual origin, but the way it was handled in the movie just made him look like a fucking dumb piece of crap. Uh, so I, I just I could not finish it. Then I decided for some reason to watch the original Star Wars trilogy, and I liked it more than I remember. I always liked Empire, but I liked A New Hope more than I remember liking it. And Return of the Jedi was also not terrible. Rogue One I also watched, which was better than I remembered it being. But it's still a very dull movie. Uh, it's boring in a lot of spots. They could have tightened it up. Which is the same uh, thing I could say about Return of the Jedi. It's 2 hours and 15 minutes, I think, in... They probably could have cut 15 minutes of content from that movie and made a much tighter picture. Don't need that musical number in the beginning. Get that shit out of there. I don't need this stupid dance party with the Ewoks at the end. Get that shit out of there. Don't even have Boba Fett in it. It was just so stupid. Such a stupid waste of a cool character design to have him in the second in Empire doing nothing pretty much and then have him in the, the beginning of Return of the Jedi 
to reach uh, his demise in the dumbest way possible. Oh, here's this cool bounty hunter who we assume is a badass, right? And how does he die? Han is like, or it's Han Solo. Is that really the pronunciation, or did they change that when they updated these movies? Has it always been Han Solo? And I've been saying Han Solo this whole time? Is it Han Solo? Somebody tell me, because I don't like it. I hate it. It sounds weird. It should be Han Solo. What is it? Somebody tell me, is it Han Solo or is it Han Solo? Is it really Han Solo? Because all of the characters, or most of them, were saying Han Solo, and it was freaking me out the whole time that I could somehow have been wrong this whole time in how you pronounce his name. It's just, somebody tell me. I know some listeners out there, probably John will hit me first with a pronunciation. Is it really Han Solo? That's fucking weird. I don't like it. But Boba Fett dies because Han Solo, I'm going to call him Han until I'm corrected. I will be wrong until someone tells me I'm wrong. In which case, I'm going to still stay wrong because fuck it, I don't care. I say anime, I don't say anime. People don't like that. I don't care. Uh, Just like, see, is it Haname or is it Haname? Fucking, who gives a shit? It's Haname. Um, What the hell am I talking about? But yeah, Boba Fett dies because... Chewbacca's like, Boba Fett's here, and Han Solo is like, where is he, where is he, where is he? And he accidentally smacks him in the back in his jetpack, and he goes flying off into that stupid rancor pit or whatever the hell it's called. And then he's dead. Or is he dead? Uh, You just see it close its mouth or whatever. I know they're like, hypothesis that he's still alive. Who gives a shit? What a fucking waste. Don't need that. And... Yeah, they could just tighten it up <laughs> a bit more. But it, it was a, a fine movie. Um, in Rogue One, that the character from the first movie, from A New Hope, the the whole fake version of him, the CGI version of him, is very. It's very noticeable, and off-putting, and I don't like it. I didn't really, I guess, pay that close attention when I first watched it, but upon second viewing, it was like, this is, this is a little iffy. Uh, there, there were more humorous bits early on than I remembered, but then it kind of just, I think, I think it has a strong start and a, a decent finish, but there's so much in the middle that despite having just watched it, I still don't even remember. I was like, okay, they, they went to the thing where her dad was, and then everyone died there or something. All of the scientists, he ended up getting hit or something. The one guy was going to kill him, and then he didn't kill him. And they got not the plans, but where the plans are. And I don't know. I don't know. But there were funny moments early on with uh, Donnie N's character when they're all taking him away. And the to to go see, I don't. They're putting them in the whatever the prison. Is it Force Whitaker's prison? I don't know. Whatever. But when they put a bag over his head, he's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm blind." And I like that. I like that scene. <laughs> uh, though, this also made me realize I don't think I've ever heard Donnie Yen speak English before because the only other English-speaking movie I think that I've seen him in that I can remember off the top of my head is Blade 2. And I'm pretty sure he never said a word in that entire movie. And then he died in the club. Uh, But 
I don't know if he's putting on a voice or if that's just the way he sounds in English, but he sounds weird. It sounds very forced. And I don't... <laughs> he, he was using the force. He's all about the force in the movie. So he made uh, it uh, part of his character to have a very forced way of talking. Because the force is in not only him, but in his way of talking. But yeah, it's alright. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to continue with this and watch episode 7 and 8 again as well. But... uh. I've I've enjoyed this return. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and watch the f- episodes one through three because I tried doing that a year or two ago and I couldn't stand any of them. And I'm not going to give Solo another chance because Solo is garbage. The thing about Solo is it's memorable in many ways, way more than Rogue One, but the ways in which it is memorable are not good. I remember how much they played up the dice in the early beginnings of the movie or the explanation for the name which is stupid or the whole scene the introduction with Chewbacca which was dumb and just like I I really don't like that movie and watching the original trilogy again makes me even less uh, please or just it, it makes me like the actor who they got for young Han 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 even more Han 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 I also watched The Sound of Muse, uh, The Sound of Music, or is it The Sound of Mausic? The The Sound of Music, and it made me realize I think I might hate traditional musicals now. And that concerns me because it makes me scared to go back and watch Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. But how I don't know if those had as much music in them as I think they might have had. I haven't seen them in forever. But I'm scared because this is after watching uh, The Wizard of Oz, which I don't care for, and West Side Story, which I don't like. And I think there was another one in there that I wasn't too fond of. And The Sound of Music is another one. I watched an hour of it. And when I watched an hour of it, I, I checked to see how much I had watched, and I saw that I had watched an hour of it. I've said that numerous times already, but when I found that out, that I had watched an hour of it, I thought to myself, how the fuck are there two more hours of this shit? What what on earth could there be? What? Like, they can't talk about female dares for two more hours, so what the fuck is this shit? There's, there's some good music in the musical, but it's just fucking, how could it, I don't understand how it could be three hours long. What the shit are they doing for three hours in that movie? Oh my god, I just, I could not take any more of it. I also was watching The Gladiator, and I don't, I don't see why people love that movie so much. It just does nothing for me. I think it's my least liked uh, role of Joaquin Phoenix. I'm not a fan of him in it all that much. Russell Crowe is fine. There's some really just dumb moments early on i think the introduction goes on a bit too long um it just it wasn't doing anything for me and i I wish it was like the funny thing is troy is a movie that a lot of people don't like i enjoy troy but i like troy for what it is which is just a popcorn action movie it's not if it's trying to take itself seriously and be a serious movie then it fails just terribly but as a transformers 
like movie, like a Michael Bay version of this type of stuff, I think it's solid. In, in large part because I think Eric Bana is really, really good in Troy. Um, you know, it's not perfect at all. There are things that bug me about it, but it's got some good fight scenes, and Eric Bana is fantastic. Or is it Eric Bana? <laughs> or is it Eric Bono? Is he in U2? Ooh. But yeah, Gladiator just wasn't doing anything for me. I also watched Gravity for the first time since seeing it in the theater, and that is just a perfect example of a theater experience movie. Uh, watching it on my TV without 3D made me realize how shitty it was from a non-spectacle aspect. The The writing and all that was just so dumb, and I didn't care about anything they were saying. I'm like, you know what? George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, they can both die here, and I'm, I'll, I'll be good if they just like would shut up and just let me look at the visuals for the rest of the movie because I don't like hearing them say anything. They're not, their banter isn't all that fun or funny or anything at all. It's just shitty. Can they just die already? Uh, and certain moments in the movie that were very visually cool to see, I thought while watching on the TV, man, I remember how cool this looked in 3D. Because Gravity is the only movie that I think benefited from 3D. It was the only movie I saw in theaters in 3D and left thinking, man, I can't imagine what that would be like not seeing it in 3D. It, it, it was something special in 3D. It's the only movie. Like Avatar was fine or whatever. And I saw a few more. I, I, I typically went out of my way. Not that I had to go out, out of my way, but I would avoid 3D movies as much as possible. Both Gravity, I made sure to see it in 3D, and I was happy that I did so because it definitely enhanced the experience significantly. And then now watching it, not in 3D, not on a big screen, it just showed the movie for what it is, which is very shallow. You know, it's just it's a visual spectacle. It's a it's a visual experience, and and nothing more than that. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Probably watch some other crap or what have you. But uh, I think that's enough movie talk. Or is it tack? Tack? <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fucking just drive this joke into the ground, and then I'm gonna take that ground and drive that ground into the ground, and then I'm gonna eat that ground because it's ground coffee which I'll drink. I don't eat the ground coffee. I put some hot water in it because it's instant coffee. I don't put it into the machine and let it slowly make. <laughs> I, I boil up. <laughs> what am I talking about? Okay. Anywho, this, what is, well, how do I end the show? I'm all flustered. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. <laughs> am I? Who knows? I don't know what the hell is going on in this episode. April Fool's. Ha ha ha, I knew it was Han Solo all along. It's Han Solo, fuck you. Um, once again, I'm your host, Mark Cusinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. This site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and attack the backlog 
another pixelated paranormal podcast as well if you're into that uh attack the backlog just had a new episode this past sunday about beyond eyes which is a short game and therefore ended up being the shortest episode of attack the backlog to date but i think it's a solid one visually uh in terms of the video it's not all that to look at you know just a, a few bits from the game uh that gives you a good idea of what the game looks like and all that so it's worth still watching but there there wasn't much to to play around with uh, visually speaking and I had to re-record all the footage that I used because I streamed my entire playthrough of that game and that was when I realized the recording through Elgato when streaming is the recording of the, the streamed quality and not the raw footage, which is really annoying that they do that. I guess it's just a technical thing that would be more difficult or, or it would be more taxing on a machine, though I wish it was an option for machines that could handle it, if, if that is the problem. But, uh, yeah, so this podcast, at the Backlog Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of these here podcasts, uh, which I talked about just now, uh, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them there along with some anime reviews. There are three up now for the winter season, which is all but over. Uh, I think there are a few that might still be lingering, but I think they might have just ended today. I think Mob Cycle 100 ends today or has ended today. And that was the last one I think that I'm watching that was still going on that isn't uh, continuing into the next season. Um, so yeah, there's Run With The Wind, uh, My Roommate Is A Cat, and something else. Uh, The Promise Neverland will also be up today, or, or will be by the time you listen to this. And yeah, plenty more that I have to record, because a bunch of them ended like on two days, and then I'm just was busy with attack the backlog so i haven't been able to record the reviews for them yet but i'll be getting into those and then uh, a new season will start one that i hope is less uh full of shows that i'm interested in watching but uh, again that is youtube.com slash pixelated sausage uh, and if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. Or just support us by telling a friend, a loved one, a stranger, you know, your friend named Han or Han. I don't give a shit if their name is Han. Then tell them about the show and let them be like, hey, this is how you pronounce my name. And then I will say, if you want me to pronounce your name, Han, you fucking become a Patreon supporter, and then I'll do it. I should have a, I should have a pledge now, or whatever. I should have a amount. What are they called? They're not rewards. But, uh, they're not pledges either. I will have a thing that is the Han backer amount, and if you pay this amount of money... I'll say Han, I'll say Han, I don't know what the fuck I'm on about. Because it's just, if one person does it, then that means I'm already going to do it? Or am I going to, like, call you on the phone and say, Hey, Han, 
How you doing? I'm. Oh God, this is this is an episode. That's that's true. Uh huh. You know it's funny. I have edibles. Did I take one before recording this? I did not. Imagine if I did. Ooh. Okay. Where am I? Uh, I'm at the end. I just had the Patreon shit. So again, Patreon.com/pxs to support us. Why would you? I don't know. I don't know. If you do support us, what the hell's wrong with you? I shouldn't be saying that to the few who support us, but come on. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sauces podcast. So as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I friggin' hope you did. Because if you didn't, what's wrong with you? This is great content. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And I'm not fooling around when I say that. I truly hope you have a lovely day. So thank you for putting up with me today and every other day when I record this show. So. Yeah.